Well, business and climate groups have hailed the Prime Minister's recent declaration that his government will take a, quote, think big approach to clean energy investment. Australia's in the race to become a renewable superpower, but fair to say was struggling in the wake of Joe Biden's Inflation Reduction Act, a massive $624 billion investment in clean energy that's attracting an oversized share of private capital and innovation. Now, Anthony Albanese has flagged new government support for more clean energy initiatives here at home. In a major speech, he said that the government has to be a partner in this, not just an observer. Greg Combay is the chair of the Net Zero Economy Agency, which is working with industry and unions to manage the transition to a clean energy future. Greg Combay, good morning. Thank you so much, Fran. Greg, the Prime Minister's talking the talk, but so far there is no new master plan, no new extra dollars attached. Can we ever really become a renewable energy superpower without the government stepping in with significantly more support for this sector? Well, we can certainly become a renewable energy superpower and we're on the path to achieving that, in fact. So I wouldn't agree with your characterisation of things. I mean, only fairly recently the government announced something called the Capacity Investment Scheme that's going to guide the country towards achieving 82% renewable energy by 2030, just six years away. And that's a massive commitment. But in addition to that, it's got lots of other... Uh, programs and sources of finance to help get us on that path. For example, a $20 billion rewiring the nation initiative to help finance the transmission cables to bring that renewable energy in from the you know country areas, essentially. Some pretty big commitments have been made. Are you saying there's enough? Because the Prime Minister gave this speech just a week ago saying his government will take a think big approach and there's speculation around the government is working up a mix of more subsidies and co-investments. What does thinking big look like to you? The major thing you've got to do to get all this happening is transform the energy generation um, system. But what I can assure people listening is that the government's thinking very hard about how we take advantage of our comparative advantage in our economy. You mentioned Joe Biden. That's what they're doing in the United States. We can't compete with that quantum of investment. But what you can do is think about, well, what what can we really succeed with in Australia? And that's oodles of renewable energy, lots of mineral resources, especially the minerals that are needed for, you know, net zero economies, the critical minerals in batteries and the like, and take advantage of that capability, you know, to turn ourselves into, you know, an industrial power um, that's based on renewable energy and that's low emissions products that we can export to the world. So that's that's the thinking. So what does that look like? What would we be building and uh, doing? uh, Let me give you a couple of examples. So two of our major trading partners that buy lots of coal and gas from Australia, Japan and Korea, They've both committed to net zero. So, you know, their purchasing of our coal and gas will fall away over the next 30 years, obviously, for them to achieve their targets. They don't have huge renewable energy resources, so they're looking back to Australia as a partner and saying, well, you've got the renewable energy. Um, From that, we could make green hydrogen, for example, which can be used to reduce iron ore to um, green iron And um, currently they make the iron, of course, in Japan and Korea, 
But for them, it would make sense economically to partner with Australia to then not just, you know, buy our iron ore, but to value add here in Australia to produce low emissions and green iron and then take it off to their steel mills for further processing. That's a big opportunity. So, for example, then POSCO, a huge Korean steel maker and a couple of Japanese steel interests as well, are looking right at the moment at the Pilbara region and the magnetite resources up there and thinking about a huge investment to have large renewable energy resources, produce hydrogen, reduce the iron ore and export in a green iron back to Japan and Korea. Those are the types of things, Fran, that are, you know, possible. So those are the things that are possible. What's going, what's happening currently in the sector? What innovation is happening on the ground now? Are there examples of that where we are ahead of the curve, not still thinking about it? Oh, lots of things are happening, but we're at an early stage in all of this. And, you know, I wouldn't want people to get the impression that we're miles behind everyone overseas. Australia's quite a unique economy with the resources and the particularly renewable resources we have, and lots of things are happening. So, let me take Gladstone. There's an aluminium um, smelter there run by Rio Tinto and various interests in Japan. It currently consumes about 10% of Queensland's electricity just in one industrial facility, coal-fired energy. Um, just recently, and we've been working with Rio Tinto on this, they've announced that um, they've entered into two agreements to purchase nearly two and a half gigawatts of renewable energy generation that would be located west and southwest of Gladstone in a massive um, wind and solar capability. And that's to start to decarbonise an aluminium smelter in Gladstone and protect those jobs and make sure we can export green aluminium in the years to come. Really practical things like that are on the agenda now and Governments at all levels are working hard with business to try and bring them about. Nevertheless, the Joe Biden's Inflation Reduction Act, you know, offers a huge range of subsidies and tax breaks for local manufacturers in the US. And people here are concerned that that will act like a magnet attracting finance and skilled workers from Australia. Last year, investment in large-scale solar and wind farms here fell significantly. And this week, just this week, ANZ boss Shane Elliott lashed the slow pace of planning approvals for green projects. No workers and sluggish approvals. Do we have a big problem? <laughs> well, let me put it this way. There's tonnes of work to do. This is a massive economic transformation. All economies are facing it. We've got to focus on what we can do effectively and that we can be competitive in the world economy. And, and we've got lots of things to overcome. You know, you've pointed to some of them. Even just deploying the renewable energy, getting the planning approvals through, um, being able to getting, you know, what everyone refers to as the social licence to build the transmission lines well, yeah. uh, to the industrial centres. And, and let's be, and let's be frank about that. We've been talking on this program and people speaking a lot about it, renewable resistance coming from landholders in yep. the regions opposed to transmission lines and some of the other clean energy infrastructure rolling out across farms and off the coast. What, what's your agency doing or what needs to be done better to improve relations and get those people on side? 
Well, I understand where people are coming from. I think that's an important thing to note. They're entitled to be concerned and, you know, want their interests heard. So one of the things the government's done recently through Minister Chris Bowen is conduct an extensive consultation and engagement exercise in many parts of the country to understand those concerns better. Yes, and we spoke on this program to the commissioner who conducted that inquiry and it basically came down to um, better consultation with communities from the companies and also uh, better control over where and and how many projects companies are sort of tossing out there as possibilities, not necessarily in the places where we need transmission. That's a major boo-boo, isn't it? Oh, look, but the country hasn't undertaken a transformation like this since the Second World, after the Second World War, really. Like, it's it's huge. We've got a complex federation of Commonwealth states, local governments, complex planning. We've got to crack the nut on all of those kind of problems and make sure that communities are taken along, um, you know, and supportive of it. And, and that hasn't been done... Um, very effectively to date. It's quite true, but that's got to improve and it's part of the work that the Net Zero Economy Agency needs to address too. Um, You know, we've been charged to focus in particular on regions and work with local communities and explain what is happening and uh, make sure that, you know, people have got facts and information to work from and all of this is going to take a considerable period of time. With respect, there does seem to be some urgency missing, and now we've got this renewable resistance in the regions. We've got the leader of the National Party, David Littlebrow, calling for a pause in the rollout of these transmission lines and, and other infrastructure because he says farmers have become, quote, the human toll of a reckless pursuit of renewables by labour. This has become very political now, which is never good when there's urgency attached. Well, perhaps I could just cast back to the time when I was a climate minister in the Rudd-Gillard period. I mean, the, the political opportunism that's played out in, in national politics over these sort of policies is really unfortunate and it holds the country back. And I'd see those comments a little bit in that vein, I think. But, you know, if you just consider for a moment how much national income is generated in Australia from fossil fuel extraction and export, coal and gas, and consider that that will taper off and disappear over the next 30-odd years, what do we replace it with? And that's what this is all about. You know, the future of the Australian community, where the jobs are going to come from, what skills needed, how we generate wealth and sustain a standard of living and quality of life that Australians are entitled to expect. I'm very confident that as a country we can pull it together and pull it off. Okay, but I say again, you know, we have been stating these problems for some years now and asking these questions for some years now. Can I invite you to cast your mind even further back to when you were former ACTU secretary? You know, what are we doing to equip the coal miners or the power plant workers in the Hunter or the Latrobe Valley or in parts of Queensland? What what are we actually doing? For these yeah, well, I started out as a coal miner and coal mining engineer and have had a long association with the industry and this is part of the responsibility of the Net Zero Economy Agency and working with state governments in particular um, to, you know, consider the impact of all of this on coal-fired power stations, for example, um, talk to those companies but in particular talk to the workers who are impacted by it. And how's that and going? Are you seeing a change of attitude or approach amongst uh, the workforce? From 10 years ago when I was a government minister handling these issues, the change is really dramatic. And I've been, I've been around other regions and spoken to a lot of the workers involved. 
everyone knows what's happening and why it's happening. It's obviously very difficult, but what people are looking for is the support that they can expect from government, and that comes down to assisting them with all the advice, the training information that can be available, and to catalyse new employment opportunities in the regions where these power stations are, for example. And people in power stations and coal mines and the like are highly skilled workers, and uh, they'll be in quite some demand. Greg Combe, thanks for joining me on Saturday Extra. Good. Uh, thanks a lot, friend. Greg Combe is the chair of the Net Zero Economy Agency. It's 24 past seven. Think bigger about the world we live in. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.